0: Welcome back
1: to the program. We are glad you're with us today. The Bill Michael Show, hour number two. Underway this portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Pella Windows and Doors in Wisconsin. Don't forget, over the weekend, take your kids over to the uh, corners of Brookfield into the uh, showroom center over there. And they're uh, not only doing some trick-or-treating, but also, I talked to Gina today, as a matter of fact, but they're also doing some scratch-off for the parents and uh, not scratch-off in the sense of take a whiff of that. Uh, they're doing scratch-offs for up to 35% off installation of the windows and doors. So if you're looking for a tremendous deal in upgrading your home right now, Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Joining us now on the hotline, our buddy Eric Baranchek is here. EB, how you been, buddy?
2: Oh, I've been doing great. How about you?
1: I'm good. I'm trying to talk myself. Last night I watched the game with Brady and company, who are experiencing many of the same things the Packers are. And I thought, I'm going to watch this game with hope. Because if they can pull this game off, then maybe there's hope. And I walked away going, nope, same stuff. Some miscommunication, some bad throws. Offensive line doesn't block real well. Defense doesn't shut down the run. They're on the field far too long. Late in ball games, they give up points. It's almost a mirror image. If you just don't use the name Buccaneers, you could have been talking about the Packers last night. I don't have a lot of hope coming into Sunday, do you?
2: No, you could just, I agree with you. You could just switch the jerseys out and it'd be the same, same thing. I think, you know, I mean, there's a lot there. I mean, this is, I think the first time in Roger's career, or at least for a very, very long time that they got a, there's double digit dogs going in there. And I think it could be really like, I mean, they could lose by 30 points. Don't
1: you? Yeah, I I do. I, I mean, I, I think that they could keep it close. I think that, uh, you know, maybe God himself could come down and suddenly coach this team with Lombardi. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know what to expect, but I do know one thing. This team's not playing very good, making way too many mental, mental mistakes. And when we think about it, we go, well, you know what? If they just fix this, well, they got a lot to fix, don't they?
2: Yeah, that's like that poor guy by the dam trying to plug up all the holes. Where, where do you even start? You know, right. on offense especially, it's just, it's. you know what? A victory for them would be if they came out and looked engaged like they were ready to win. I mean, do you, do you, do you, if you looked at the Ravens last night versus the Bucks, which team looked like they were excited and wanted to play?
1: Early I, I on, think, the Bucks defensively so. played well, and I thought, okay, this is the way you want to see a defense play. And then after a while, it was the same old, same old mistakes, hanging their head, and suddenly the uh, the Ravens were feeling it, and they looked amped and energized, and they just ran away with the game
2: the telltale sign for me last week with the packers was in the secondary you saw them looking around at each other you know putting their hands up it's like wait okay uh, all yeah. right you know what's going on now you know there's there's <coughs> there's guys that are going cowboy and doing things because they want to make a stinking play and they vacate their zone and then there it is you know the guys wide open running you know safeties aren't coming down cuz they want to make sure that they're there and um, or or they come flying up on the run cause they, and that's the hard part. When teams start running on you, it puts so much pressure on those safeties because those guys want to come come up and they want to get off the field too. So they come flying up and then whoop, everyone goes up the up the up the seam on you or, or outside, and it's like ooh, you should have been there. And then it could only be a step or two. And one of the things that you know, if you listen to Rodgers in the past talk about, you know, it's out there on podcasts or whatever. He's not a big fan of putting guys in motion and all this motion stuff. It's just not, he, he's a West Coast guy, and that's what he likes and what he grew up in, and, and now they're going to ask him to do all this motion because the motion is, gonna, is designed to confuse linebackers and confuse, confuse safeties because those guys do have run support, and they do have to shift um, responsibilities based on motion. And when it's not, when you're not doing it, and your 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 quarterback isn't 100% behind your offense and it's you know they got to simplify it and then you can say walk that back on Wednesday there's a lot there i mean there's a lot going on there that i think is is not good right now and i don't think i think everybody wants to say hey, let's trade for Chase Claypool and all that ain't going to fix it it isn't i don't think it's it's talent it's there's something else going on there inside that locker room that it's it's not meshing it's not gelling. That has to happen.
1: Which is so baffling because the only thing they lost off of this offense is Devontae. Everything else is back plus some, and everything else is back defensively plus some, and yet this team seems completely dysfunctional. All right. You're you're, you're coaxing it out of me. Here it is. I
2: think they lost a lot with Devontae Adams, and it's not just a, a guy that you can line up and run a route. I think that those that Rogers and Adams are on a different plane and they worked outside of the play that was called They, I want, I want, you know, they come back in between plays. I can do this call the play, but I'm going to run this route. Now, no one's going to substantiate that and no one's going to come out and say, yeah, hey, Hey, guess what? Eric's right. But if you look at it, and You look at some of the stuff there are very few receivers that can get off of the ball, maybe none that can get off of the ball the way the way uh, Adams can, but you know he he has got foot control down he he doesn't put his feet in the wrong spot and he gets off the ball, or you can take advantage of that and do little things. Hey, I got this guy on the inside i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm gonna shake hard i'm I'm gonna th- throw it to me on a quick slant all right, you know I think there's when when you lost Adams. You lost that portion of the game where he can say, I, I, we need to pick up seven yards. All right, I'll do it. You know, those kind of yeah. things are, are the part of the offense that's missing. And I think when without Adams there, that's got to, I mean, what else can it be? Because just like you said, everybody's still there. The other thing, and I don't mean to just take over your show here, but the no, other thing ahead. is, is this Stenovich went from being an offensive line coach to being an offensive coordinator which generally speaking, offensive line coaches are usually pretty good offensive coordinators. So you, you move a coach around and now their offensive line seems to be, you know, you, it's like, it's like patching the holes in the dam how do, how do, or in the dike. You know, how do you, how can it go from last several years where you just insert a guy in the offensive line just is seamless. You know, there's a little bit, there was a little bit off the edge, but the guard center guard spot was just seamless. It was a wall. And now, so you, new offensive, same cast of characters, new offensive line coach, and it's not going very well. New offensive coordinator, and it's not gelling. So other than personnel, I think there's something to, you know, the coaching staff jumbling, and that's part of the NFL. Someone gets hot, you win, a, you win 13 games three years in a row, and, hey, who's the offensive coordinator? I want you. You know, so th- those are some of the things that are playing that you got to be able to take in, into account other than personnel, you know what's going on in the in, behind closed doors is is got to be different, and it's not working.
1: So you you bring up a point where you say, okay, if you go out and get a Claypool or anybody else for that matter, are you surprised that Gutekinst has not made a deal?
2: I think if the Packers are seven and one, they probably do. Right? I think if you know the last three games, you know when you look at and we all do this, you look at the schedule: win, win, loss, loss. I think most people have that as a, the last three games as wins. And I think that, you know, Green Bay too. I mean, those guys are, you know, they're sitting around thinking, I think if they're seven and one or six and two, yeah, maybe they make a deal. But at three and four, do I make a deal? If if, if it looks like my team isn't going to win much, I, I don't know. Are, are the pieces there? What's go, We're not in the building. So I, more so than just what's out on the field, there's a lot of stuff. When you're making these decisions, you got to take everything into account cuz I'm going to give up a second round pick for this guy. I got to make sure that I got what's going on in behind Colin's doors, I you know, and what's on the field, just putting that guy out there and you and your quarterback talks about building relationships and building trust. Now it's mid-season and you're going to somehow put the, put this guy into that meat grinder and he's got to somehow have the opportunity to uh, in a very short period of time to to bond with the quarterback, I, I just don't think. I don't think right now that's that's the, the right answer. The answer is to try to get these guys to be competitive. Try to get some excitement. But make them. You know, if you can get those guys to go out there and want to play and play hard, that's that's a bigger win than bringing bringing some other guy with unknown commodity into your building.
1: I, uh, I, if you get Chase Claypool and you get him. For longer than just this year, for a second-round draft choice, a guy that is proven versus some of the guys that you have drafted, would you not do that, though?
2: Uh, how many more games are you going to win?
1: Well, you uh, then again, at, you, you, you mean, could, could also start building towards next year, I guess, too, if you're going to keep him around.
2: Right. But then I keep my draft pick because that guy's going to be a heck of a lot cheaper then this guy, if I get a second round draft pick, I got four years. I got, to, I can basically give him minimum wage, right? If I get him, I get him for a year and a half, and then I got to pay him. And you got, I mean, the salary cap is always going to be an issue with this football team until, uh, till twelve is off the field. You know, it's, it's it's always going to be up there. So you got to mix that into the equation too. And are they good enough to get to the Super Bowl by adding that one piece? Because you got two. Yeah. Two good, three good, re- decent receivers that are going to be good next year. Or hopefully, they're going to take a step. Most receivers do um, that are going to take a next step next year. And, and you know, maybe they're circling next year as the year that they're going to compete for a Super Bowl and know that this year was just, hey, we're going gonna to try to try to look good, put a good product out there, and see what
1: happens. Are you cutting Bakhtiari at the end of the year, regardless?
2: Yep, I don't think there's any chance of him being around. I mean. How many more, I mean, you can't you can't continue to do this, you know, in and out, in and out, in and out. And, you know, for him, think about it in his point of view. He's got, a, what, 50, 60 million bucks. Do I really want to go out there with my knee? And, 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 you know, some guys are blue-collar guys that will fight and want to go out there and be, uh, you know, do whatever they can to get out there. But something there tells me uh, I, I'm not so sure, I'm not sold on it. But I think it's. I think you're cutting him. You got to. If you're going to pay that guy that kind of money, you got He's got to be there seventeen weeks.
1: Do you think that? It, let's just say he comes back and plays well the second half of the season. Is there any shot of him? See, because I don't think there is. I think you need the money. So, I, and I don't think you restructure many more deals. So I think at that point in time, you probably just cut him loose and you gain six million bucks. You're already three over the cap going into next season. You're going to need all the money you can get yet again. I, do you go ahead and, and make that deal and cut him back?
2: Yeah. It's, I mean, it, it's pretty significant injury, obviously. And And, right. uh, you know, he was out all last year and a little bit this year already. I I think it's some guys, Bill, just don't come back. And that this might be one of those cases, as much as we all like him. And, you know, he's a fan favorite. and He can chug beer and all that good stuff. But I, I don't think... Um, just putting him down as a player. I mean, is he the best left best left tackle in the league right now? I don't think so. No. You know, two years ago, probably. But this year, yeah. I need money because they're gonna have to. They got they got contracts that are coming due that they're gonna have to make some tough decisions on. And if you don't have any money, it's really difficult to even make any decisions. So I, I think you gotta. I think it's unless all of a sudden he comes up and he's you know blocked you guys and you know i just don't see it
1: happening talking with eric Branchek of the green bay press gazette at eric Branchek one over on twitter uh the game coming up go to the defensive side of the football we've seen a team play pretty well in the first half get burned up in the second half maybe it's because they're on the field far too long because of an inept offense but give me your thoughts joe barry's defense so far this season that was supposed to be better and isn't
2: well, i think it's a couple of things first of all they're, they're grasping at straws you know so right now they're in the last couple of weeks you saw them being more aggressive on the edge uh sending linebackers sending safety sending nickels um moving around alexander uh in certain situations uh what i'd like to see them do differently is on short yardage third and three third and four to play play tighter um i mean geez, you only got three yards to cover a guy cover him um but that's and you've got guys that can do it. I saw, you see some frustration in the secondary after a, after a long pass play, guys looking at each other, looking around. That's never good because now we've got a situation where, you know, now, it's, now it could bleed over into the locker room and make it even worse. And I think this, the, the second part is, is the part that nobody ever really gives any credence to, and that's special teams. And once and you know this, whenever there's a big special teams play, that defense comes running out there, and they're, you know, they're hell bent for election. And when it's, you know, your your special teams are giving up big runs, it's like ah, here we go again. You know, the mental side and momentum side of football is is really difficult um, for people to grasp unless you're out on the field or you you get it from playing in some other sport. But there are the, you, that defense. If you're going to be successful, you got to have that that inner drive that you we're stopping these guys, no matter what they are not getting six on us. And it it shows when you are playing that way, it shows and they're not playing that way. It's just the excitement level, the, you know, it just isn't there and, and something's missing. And could it be schematically? I, th- I think there's something to that, uh, but I, I think, you know, the whole dynamics needs to be examined because they're just not performing. And I think Special teams is one area that affects the defense probably more than anything else.
1: Always oh, good, my friend. Uh, give me real quick. Give me uh, give me. who wins this game and by how much? <laughs> uh, That's not a good laugh.
2: But the Bills are going <laughs> yeah, to no, uh, win probably by minimum two touchdowns.
1: There you go. Eric, I wish you were the bearer of better news, but I think you're living in a reality that a lot of us don't want to live in right now. But... I appreciate it as Hello. always, buddy. We'll talk again on Monday, okay?
2: Yeah, I, we will, and I, I look forward to it. Thanks again for having me on. Enjoy your, the Pre- rest of your weekend.
1: <laughs> appreciate it, bud. There you go. That's our pal Eric Branchett breaking it down. And uh, <laughs> there, I got to tell you, there none of it's good. None of it. And, and he and I are in complete agreement. There is something beyond the walls of 1265. Something that's – or behind the walls. Something there that is just – it's, it's taking this team down like a boat anchor. And I don't know what it is. Maybe it is something as simple as, you know, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have that symbiotic relationship. And, and, and if he – you know, as Eric put it, he said, look, he and Devontae are on a different plane. Right? He, he and Devontae are in a different plane, And that level elevated those around him. And that level also was a safety blanket for Aaron Rodgers. Because when he said, I need seven, he went and got seven. Right? He doesn't have that guy anymore. And, yeah, we can complain about him not being OTAs in OTAs and minicamps. And maybe it would have helped him. Maybe it wouldn't have. I, I don't know. It certainly couldn't hurt. I know that. But when you don't have that guy, you don't throw your hands in the air and go, nobody else has it. Don't you try to elevate those around you? Maybe that's what he's doing. Maybe that's what he's doing by pointing things out, saying if guys don't get smart, they lose reps. If If we don't have this guy or this guy or this guy do what their job is supposed to be, we can lose with anybody. Let's bring somebody else in. Maybe that's an understanding. But I also think that you cannot, as a general manager, watch that ship Begin to take on water and do nothing with what you believe to be a good roster. I mean, after all, they're your picks. These are your guys. This is now your team. Your head coach, your staff. This is all your guys. And you're watching it take on water and you're not doing anything. You're just watching it, and it's sinking, and you're you're just sitting there going, well, you know, well, what do you want me to do? Yeah, it's, it's a little disconcerting. I would agree with many of you. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Quick Trip. Quick Trip, by the way, they have the opening drive contest. And at Quick Trip, you know what that means, uh, just like I did today, as a matter of fact. Drive up to Quick Trip. When you get there, you're going to get gas. you got to get gas anyway, right? So you get there to get gas. You get, you get out of the car, and it says, type in your quick rewards number. And you go,
2: boop, 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 boop,
1: type it in. And then you start to fill up. You are then automatically registered for the opening drive contest. Do you know what that is? That means that one winner each week is chosen for the Packers game. And the Packers opening drive, you can win cash, $10, 10 bucks worth of cash per yard. For every yard garnered on the opening drive of the Green Bay Packers. And, oh, my God, if they score, you can get up to 500 bucks. Oh, it's that nice. Good stuff from our friends over there at Quick Trip. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, big time. Good stuff from our friends at Quick Trip. Stop in, tell them we said hi. Hey, I got to say uh, uh, hi to our buddy uh, Josh Eilish. And uh, Josh is the director out there, and I, I hope I get this right, of Oktoberfest in uh, lacrosse josh uh it was his big five o yesterday and he sent me a text i was talking to him and i i feel really bad because i forgot to wish him happy birthday he treated us so well at Oktoberfest out in lacrosse this past year and I, I i missed it so today i'm making up for it josh happy belated birthday happy belated 5 I'm sure some, you're probably roaming all by yourself. The Oktoberfest grounds right now going, I'm going to tap something. Just open up a keg, put your mouth under it, enjoy yourself. There you go. So happy 50th birthday to our buddy Josh out there and uh, on the Oktoberfest grounds out in lacrosse. Good stuff. More of the Bill Michael Show next.
0: Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
1: If you are looking for this time of year, you're going to start thinking about uh, how are my tires, right? How are my tires? My tires good? Uh, If they're not, you know the snow's coming. You know icy conditions are going to be here. You better get some good tires on your vehicle. And you head out to my buddy uh, Lyle out there at J&L Tire Service in Johnson Creek and also in Watertown. They're fantastic. They've got all different brands. They specialize in Goodyear, but they have different brands for different makes, different models, whatever it is your needs are. Uh, I suggest stopping by. Whether you're an over-the-road driver, soccer mom hauling the kids around, out on the road for sales, whatever it may be, stop out and see our gang out at JNLtire.com, JNLtire.com. Say hi to Lyle. And remember, uh, a lot of people do work out there, get their work done out there, but they also are great philanthropists in the uh, community, do a lot of great stuff. So stop in. And, and what, like I said, whether you're an over-the-road driver with a big rig or you're just out on the road in a small little bebopper around uh, for sales, whatever it happens to be, they can help you out. Oil changes, major work, maintenance, tires, you name it, they can do it. That's JNLTire.com. JNL Tire just north of 94 in the Johnson Creek exit. You can't miss it right there from the highway. Uh, boy, there's uh, um, a lot of calls. Let's let's get to the phone calls. Uh, Rusty listening to us in Fond du Lac. Rusty, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Good. How are you? I'm great, man. What's on your mind?
3: My What's on my mind? I'm just thinking, you know, this, all this stuff with Tom Brady, I think it's all the off-field stuff, but uh, it was really starting to uh, take a toll on him. Mm-hmm. Plus, maybe plus maybe he's uh, looking like a 45-year-old quarterback.
1: You know, I wouldn't disagree all... at all. I mean, 45 years old and going through the emotional turmoil of a long-time marriage ending, I, I can't imagine that not taking a toll on you.
2: I think I think that's yeah taking a lot more toll on him than uh, you know he's going to admit you know
1: mm-hmm. so yep I, I, I enjoy
3: Tom Brady I enjoy Tom Brady he's a great you know he's a champion I respect him but uh, you know he's forty five
2: years old maybe it's time
1: yep yep he probably came back for one extra year just because appreciate the phone call I will say one thing I had a conversation this was years ago Wayne Larrabee and I were talking. And uh, and I don't think I'm saying anything out of school, so I, I don't think Wayne would be upset. But Wayne and I were talking, we were talking about great players um, and how great, I mean, really great players. You almost have to pry the football or the basketball or the baseball out of their hands. They just, they just, that's all they've ever known is eating, breathing, sleeping, studying, working on their game and the game. And like Jordan, like Walter Payton, you know, Wayne had been around both. He said, you just, you know, sometimes you want to see him go out on a high note and with this level of dignity, and they just want to keep coming back because they got something to prove, and they want to prove everybody wrong, and you almost got to rip the ball out of their hands. Maybe this was that year, and maybe that's what Giselle tried to do. She tried to rip the ball out of his hands and say, no, you can't. You're done. You know, it's you got to stop and he just wouldn't and maybe that was the uh, the final. I mean I don't know I'm just spitballing here but um when you look at the greatest of the greats and some of the greatest to ever play the game and the way they exited the game uh very few go out on top very few they get traded away you watch their bodies break down they they their their name only going into another franchise Brady didn't do that. He accomplished something in Tampa Bay. He made a good run. Last year, he left with a bad taste in his mouth, but he had a hell of a run at the age of 44, and maybe at the age of 45 without Gronk and such. And it's obvious probably this year was not the year to come back. I mean, who knew how many injuries you'd have, but, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 tough to watch. You know, it was tough to watch Namath. And his knees break down. I mean, you saw that Joe Montana had success in Kansas City, but that was limited. Favre had success in in Minnesota. That was limited. Remember, Favre left the field in a fetal position on that TCF Bank Stadium field, you know, all curled up in the cold, looking like he was miserable. And that was a hell of a last shot of him ever leaving the field. Emmitt Smith, the same way when he went on to the Cardinals and, you know, just – you look at some of the greatest of the greats, and they still believe they got it. And the teams are like, eh, the money outweighs the productivity. And ego gets in the way. And I get it. I understand that. But you just hate to see it go out like that. Rodgers, I still believe, has more football left in him. I just think that he has to, at age 39, he's got a morph. He can't just say, I'm the best, therefore I am. Um, he's got a morph, man. And and sometimes it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, Real quick, I'll get one more in here before we take a break. Uh, and do not I'll get to everybody, so Tony and everybody on hold, hang in there. Steve, listening to us in lacrosse. Steve, how you doing today, man? What's up? Hey,
3: how's it going, uh, Good. What's on your mind? I really like your show.
1: Appreciate it.
3: Um, first off, if the Packers aren't going to make a move, isn't it time for them to become sellers? And if they can become sellers, don't you
2: say Rogers is up for sale? You at least have to get something for him
3: before he retires.
1: Yeah, that's that's I I, I mean as a businessman, yes. Remember Rogers said he would commit and remain a Packer and and all that kind of stuff. Um, let me ask you this: Do you become a seller if you believe this roster is good?
2: I don't think this roster is good. So, yeah. I'd be oh, okay.
1: Concerned. What what part of the roster do you think is bad or weak?
2: Offensive line, wide well, receiver
1: core Okay, that's fair enough because they have not been neither have played very well. Completely, uh, I I completely understand that. Appreciate the phone call. That's a good point. Let's talk about that when we come back. Should the Packers be sellers? Especially if they get blown out on Sunday night. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. This portion of the program, brought to you by our friends at Burn Pit Barbecue. You're probably going to do a little barbecuing over the weekend. Go to burnpitbbq.com. Veteran-owned, right here in the state of Wisconsin, Racine, Wisconsin, to be exact. Burnpitbbq.com. That is burnpitbbq.com. More of the Bill Michael Show next.
0: Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
1: Welcome back. Good to have you. Hey, I've been telling you about our friends at the Irish Cultural and Heritage Center. And uh, they are a premier venue, downtown Milwaukee. And it doesn't matter if it's just Irish activities or not, or concerts or cultural events. If you were looking for your wedding or reception, meetings, parties, beautiful concert hall, and a couple of smaller places, very relaxed. You're not paying millions for this. It's a, just a really historic and cool place. And if you haven't seen it yet, I encourage you to do so. Get a hold of my buddy Corey. Call Corey over at the office, 414-345-8800, 414-345-8800. Ask for Corey. Tell him you heard it here. They'll give you a deal, okay? But uh, you can go to ICHC.net, ICHC.net, uh, the Irish Cultural and Heritage Center, and it's re- it really is a beautiful, beautiful building. And it doesn't matter if you're Irish or not. If you have an Italian wedding, that's cool too. Uh, no problem. But uh, you got something you want to get done. Got an event you want to put on. You got a show you want to put on. You got an, uh, a meeting you want to put on. You got a dance hall you need to rent. They've got it all. Again, call Corey, 414-345-8800. 414-345-8800. Get a hold of my buddy Corey over there. He's a great guy. Great guy. Um, let's get back to the phone calls. Got a lot of people on hold that have been holding for a while. Uh, let's get to uh, Tony in Menominee Falls. Tony, welcome to the program, man. How you doing? Uh, all right. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. What's on your mind today?
4: Okay, look, I'm a Packer fan, okay? I'm not a zealot. Just just hear me out. Okay. As if to, as if to me, Aaron Rodgers would even be on a plane this weekend. What's the point? I mean, I there's... No way on earth, even if they were healthy, they wouldn't come close to winning this game for several reasons. Like you said many times, they don't commit to the run. Aaron Jones and Dylan should be touching the ball 25 times at least. Your two so-called top receivers, wink-wink, aren't going to play. You couldn't even deal with McLaurin last week, and now you got to deal with Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen, Von Miller, and all these guys coming off a of bye week. Mm-hmm. No. This this is this don't even bring them. There's, there's no way we come with their 17 points of this game. It, I would say, I'm not saying throw the season away. Because even if the Packers, I'm sorry, when the Packers lose this Sunday, they're still in the playoff hunt. They're still in. The NFC is not the, the strongest conference so far. There's still plenty of room to get a wild card. And maybe a wild card is what they need. Because first-round buys don't work for them. But right. this week is a lost cause. There's no way on earth. Let's don't even play them.
1: Don't play them. <laughs> okay. All right, man. I will, I'm sure the Packers will take it into advisement. I appreciate no, it, thanks. pal. Uh, uh, no problem. Uh, he's right. I mean, when you start to look at this group coming off of a bye and you think to yourself, Stefan, get... now remember, Jake Kumaro is not playing in this game, he's banged up. Packers have an advantage there. Uh, Spencer Brown, their right tackle, he's down as well. Looks like, uh, they're going to move some guys around. Uh, but yeah, they, uh, they got a really solid offensive line. Uh, Dawkins over there in their left, uh, left tackle position. Uh, Saffold, I think is their left guard. Um, who's their right guard? I think it's Ryan Bates. I think he, he can kick out the tackle and play tackle too, though. But yeah, you got Stefan Diggs and you've got, uh, Isaiah McKenzie, Uh, Their tight end is Dawson Knox, um, Devin Singletary, James Cook. In the backfield, Zach Moss back there. Um, Josh Allen, obviously a very, you know, uh, an incredibly solid quarterback for what it is they have. And, yeah, you're right. Uh, When you talk about the offensive line, you better get your blank together because you got Rousseau and Von Miller coming at you from the ends. Uh, Daquan Jones up the gut. Uh, you know, you got Tremaine Edmonds uh, over in the middle, you know, coming at you. I mean, and they got a pretty good secondary as well. And Johnson and Johnson back there with the free safety and the nickelback. And then, uh, what is it, Dane Jackson, I think, is their, their corner. Um, and uh, who's the other one? Uh, the kid they drafted this year. Uh, God, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Can't think of his name. Uh, Benford, Christian Benford. Christian Benford, thank you very much. So, um, yeah, they – that's – they're solid number one in turnovers one of the best defenses in the league yeah they uh it's if if you win this game you've earned it no doubt or as many people will say if the packers win the game they'll say well buffalo was looking past them hey ben what would it be in the office because we know that uh our lead director of network ops is uh randy randy hawk and randy is huge he's from buffalo huge buffalo fan what would it be like if the Packers won this weekend and Randy's Buffalo Bills lost? What would the office be like, do you think? That is a terrific question. Um,
0: I definitely can say the morning show will have a certain amount of life, given the fact that Aaron Rodgers probably plays well, you know, for the first time in a okay. while. But I
3: I don't know. I I think he's he's confident, but not cocky. You know what I mean? Like, he knows
1: it's a good team. I was talking okay. to him about the game, though. He said the Bills have a propensity to not show up. They've done it in the past. They had the weird loss to Jacksonville last year. Like he knows in his brain, there's a good chance that they could just not show up at all. Yet they're still a great team. So, okay, not testy would be my. So answer. it's not. So you're saying there's a chance. Okay, I like it. Like it a lot. Uh, by the way, the Packers are still cautiously optimistic that uh, Christian Watson will play in this contest. They're hoping to get him back this week. We shall see. Uh, let's get back at it. Let's go to Vin listening to us in Connecticut. Vin, how you doing, man? We've well, got a lot of people from around the, around the country, so glad to have you from Connecticut. What's up? Yeah. How we looking, Bill? We're looking good today. How you doing?
3: Uh, you, you had me dying on hold. By the way, you said about Jay Coomer. I mean, yeah, I mean Jay Coomer We'd be doomed if he was playing, it, huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> but no, I just uh, my point is, and I was listening to your um, your um, your guest caller, and he was saying about, and my point is about Goody. I'm just, I'm just up in arms why he doesn't go out and make a move for a series. Then your guy said he was like, you know, if the Packers were seven and one, six and two, he thinks he makes a move. If I remember right, I think the last three years the Packers started strong, seven and one, six and two, and I remember, Goody didn't even have the balls to even give up a draft pick for a receiver. Do you agree with me on that?
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I I thought they they should have been making moves. I thought outside of the draft a while ago, and they weren't doing it.
3: Yeah, and Bill, like I said, I called you two weeks ago and I said, and I and, and this is why I don't. I mean, Goody, I think he could be a good GM. It's just. When he doesn't make moves like a GM would, you see the needs are right there. This is why I can't take him serious, why he can't just – I mean, look at it, like you said. Look at our draft picks let, this year. Christian Watson injured. Look over the years. See, I mean, you mean to tell me he can't give up a second, third, fourth-round pick for like a guy for one year to help us out? You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
3: I, so, well, I you know – No, go ahead. No, I had one more question for you, and I'll hang up. Um, And I'm going with um Bakhtiari now. Now this is just a conspiracy theory of mine. Do you think, like I thought he was good last week? You th- do you think he quit on the team last week because of that whole because he's been on a pitch count thing with his knee and everything? I get your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, good question. Appreciate the phone call. I don't think he quit. No, I think something didn't feel right, and they are they are and have been way overly cautious as an organization for players' health. And to their to their kudos. Um, sometimes it's frustrating, I get it, but to their kudos. I think their mentality is let's save him for one game and have him for the remainder of the season rather than putting him out there for one game with the very real possibility of losing him for the entire season. Um, if that's the case. But if there's something else going on in there, well, then it's not quitting. It's just the inability to actually perform after almost two years' worth of surgery. And it's just not, you know, it, it's just not coming back. I mean, at some point, you got to cut bait. This is probably going to be the year to do it. Everybody loves David Bakhtiari. Everybody loves him courtside at a Bucks game. Everybody loves watching him play, loved watching him play. But, you know, at some point, you're going to say, you know what, if the knee just isn't going to hold up, you're not going to be productive. Yeah. <laughs> We're not just going to throw money away to throw money away, right? 877 If you want to hit us up, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Going to be out in lacrosse next week when I am. Uh, not only will I say hi to the guys uh, out at the Oktoberfest grounds, but uh, I'm going to go over to Buzzard Billy's. Buzzard Billy's got a dinner, Starlight Lounge, maybe beverage. Yeah, great place to go. That is our friend at Buzzard Billy's and a big supporter of veterans and a big supporter of... Of our motorcycle ride each and every year, thanks to our friends at Buzzard Billies in Lacrosse, we can't say enough good things about them. Not only, well, what even if they don't support us, uh, it's a great place. <laughs> but the fact that they do support us, and we got a great partnership with them, Buzzard Billies, man, that's a place to go. I'll see you out there next week, uh, in the evening at some point for a beverage. That's for damn sure. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next.
0: This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers head to Buffalo to play the Bills on Sunday night football, game time 7:20. Buffalo is 5-1, the Packers 3-4, having lost their last three in a row. Bills linebacker Vaughn Miller.
2: You know, I don't think records are, are, are clear indicators of what type of team this is. They got Aaron Rodgers over there, The defense is still playing stout, and it's going to be a tough game. You know, there are no easy games in the NFL, and it's an honor and a privilege of going against the best, and we're going to have to put our, our best foot forward to, you know, come
0: with the Bills win on Sunday. Matt Lafleur asked how much Miller has helped the Bills improve defensively.
3: You better know where he is because he can wreck a game in a hurry, and it's not just him. Uh, this defense plays so well together. One of the better, if not the best, team in the league at just reacting and running to the ball and maintaining leverage and gang tackling. Very few missed tackles. That's the starting point for a great defense.
0: Packers linebacker Rashawn Gary has been going through the concussion protocol. Preston Smith talked about Having to stop Bills running back Devin Singletary and quarterback Josh Allen, who actually leads the team in rushing with 257 yards.
4: We just can't allow it to get to the next level, especially not Josh. And we got to make sure that we, we're sound in the run game and we, we, we uh, dominate our gaps, and that we don't allow them to have any running lanes and any seams to you know get any positive yards.
0: Aaron Rodgers on heading into the game as ten and a half point underdogs. To be a double-digit underdog is a different spot for us. I hope we embrace that role. Because it's probably not going to be like this for a while. Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen, who played in that golf tournament, the match this summer with Rodgers and Tom Brady.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, he's, he's Aaron Rodgers, and you know, one of the best, if not the best, quarterback to ever play the game. And um, I think we understand that. All we can focus on, though, is putting our best foot forward in practice, developing a game plan, and going out and trying to execute Sunday night.
0: That's Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen. From Lambeau Field, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show.
1: Welcome back. Good to have you. This portion of the program brought to you by friends at New Maryland Medical. Treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin, well beyond the borders as well. And if you're feeling down, pardon the pun, they can help. 98% success rate. Maybe uh, Moody, up and down energy, putting on weight, whatever. They can help you out there. Low T, get your numbers checked. Maybe it's the all-in-one weight loss program. Maybe you just need to take off some pounds. They can help you out with that. Uh, plenty of different things they can do with you. Uh, all you got to do is stop and get the numbers checked. You know, just get you checked out. They'll say, well, we can help you here, help you there. You answer the questionnaire. It takes maybe a total of 10 minutes in and out, and it can change your life. But you can't do a damn thing if you don't call. 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. Get a hold of our guys at the New Mail Medical Center. So there you go. Uh, over on the uh, the Facebook fan page, the question went up. It said, "Where do you stand with the Packers? Not making any deals so far to bolster their roster." It is uh, it is huge. Um, one wide receiver will not change this. This is a team issue. O line struggling, special teams are struggling, and because our O line is struggling, we can't sustain drives, which gashes our defense. Look at the Bucks. Uh, Rick says, feeling pretty helpless as a fan right now. Ray says, the only player that would be worth it to me would be DJ Moore. Uh, Dave says, we are more than one player away from being a legit contender. Hang on to the draft choices, of which then it started a whole thread of, yeah, look at the draft choices. Let's go through the names of the busts. Uh, Tom says it's about time the GM starts taking some heat for not improving the offense via trades or draft. They were going to spend a ton of money on Devante. Why not spend a ton of money on a couple of wide receivers right now? You're talking out of both sides of your face. This is garbage. Terry said the Packers should be sellers and get draft picks back. That began another whole discussion. Uh, Dwight says nobody should be surprised that Ted Thompson Jr. did not make a move. We've been dealing with the same situation for years. Two Super Bowl wins with two Hall of Fame quarterbacks over the last thirty plus years—unacceptable. And then after that, you put hashtag look at the tape. Uh, Eric, they better make a huge splash. They sent they spent a cap ton of money, a crap ton of money, on a lot of players, and they had thirty million a year to give to Adams. So they better make something happen, happen or it's totally over, and they're liars. Tim says, my thoughts are this. Rebuilding time is here, and a good way to set aside money is to just let things be. Aaron's going to retire after the season, and it gets us out of the terrible pickle we agreed to. Well, it doesn't, because if he retires, then next year all that money comes due, and next year you don't have anybody. Anybody. Packers have a $50 million obstacle to make any significant additions at the wide receiver of the O-line position for Aaron Rodgers. That is the obstacle. Uh, Michael says that, uh, of course, the Packers aren't going to make a trade. That's not what they do. They never will. They don't think outside of the box. They don't give a damn. Time is winding down on Aaron Rodgers' career, but yet we keep acting like it's same old, same old stupidity inside the walls of Lambeau. And it goes on from there. So if you want to read it, you can take a look at it. We've got a lot coming up. Um, coming up after the top of the hour, Mike Clemens sat down and talked with Sammy Watkins. We're gonna we're gonna hear that when we come back. Good conversation with Sammy Watkins about all the things that are going on right now. Mike had a chance to catch up with him. We got Mike coming up in the the uh, next hour to not next hour but the hour after. Cassidy Hill coming up in the next hour. We're gonna hear the Jordan Love interview as well. We got a lot yet to go. Stay tuned. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this.
0: The Bill Michael Show podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.